newsletter, April 2021. The Parallax Moon. If someone were to ask me about the purpose of my life, I'd say that it was about bringing choice-centered evolutionary astrology to a wider audience, as simple as that. When it comes to accomplishing that goal, however, the basic problem we all face is that astrology is such a fabulous language, but in order to speak it, a person needs to take about a six-week course in the grammar and the vocabulary. Most people don't have the time or the motivation to do that, and that leaves a lot of people thinking only of sun signs. And that's fine, but of course, sun sign astrology is astrology running at maybe 10% of its potential power. Apart from a stint with Elle magazine a couple of decades ago, I've stayed away from that kind of popular astrology. I've instead made my own stand a little bit higher on the intellectual food chain, but other than with my serious students and my books, I have always tried to keep the welcome mat out for relative beginners. That just feels real important to me. Those of you who have followed this newsletter for a few years know exactly what I mean. In this edition of our newsletter, I am going to break that pattern. I want to present an advanced subject. It may leave some of you scratching your heads, but I hope it has another effect too. I hope it gets you interested in a subject that I feel has been ignored for too long. The area I want to present, while it's not a new discovery, is an area of astrology which is begging for more attention. As ever, it takes a community of astrologers working over at least a generation to come to anything like a full understanding of anything new. No one astrologer can do it on his or her own. Going further, Tony Howard tells me that we have had some questions coming in about this subject lately, so maybe it's in the air. In any case, welcome to the curious case of the parallax moon. Now, what you're about to encounter here is taken directly from the second chapter of my The Book of the Moon, which was published back in 2010. The Parallax Moon. Parallax is a familiar effect. The classic illustration is to simply hold a finger straight up at arm's length and then look at it first through one eye, then the other. Of course, the figure seems to jump back and forth against the, the background, but really study it and you will see that there is another more subtle effect as well. Through your left eye, you see a little bit more of the left side of your finger. Through your right eye, the opposite effect happens. It actually works the same way with the moon. People in different parts of the world can be looking at the same moon at the same moment, but each will have a slightly different angle on it because of the physical distance between them. For example, a person might be looking at the rising moon from New Zealand, while at exactly the same moment, someone in Spain is watching the moon set. It can happen that way because those two countries are located at each other's antipodes, opposite sides of the earth. So moonrise for one is approximately moonset for the other, but each one will see the moon from a slightly different perspective. Another way to say it is that Spain and New Zealand have an 8,000 mile baseline between them. It runs straight through the center of the earth. And with the moon only about 
240,000 miles away, not much astronomically, that 8,000-mile baseline is long enough to produce a noticeable parallax view. We are back to looking at your fingertip through alternate eyes, except now we're looking at the moon from alternate sides of the Earth, so to speak. Proportionately, it's as if you're looking at a globe that is 30 feet away from you. Then you slide over 12 inches to your left and look at it again. The view of the globe is basically the same, but if you look really carefully, you will notice that you are seeing that globe from a slightly different angle. Parallax allows us to see approximately another 1% around the moon on each side. That's why the old lunar maps are a little bit bigger than half the moon. Now, you might be wondering why we bother to explain it all in these pages. There is a very good reason. Read on. The parallax moon also shifts the moon's position against the starry background the same way that the trick with your fingertip makes it seem to jump against the backdrop of your furniture. This is an effect with serious, if little-known, astrological consequences. What lunar paradox means is that if you think your natal moon lies in 14 degrees 35 minutes of Gemini, for example, well, you might need to think again. The actual position depends on your point of view. Were you born in New Zealand or were you born in Spain? The positions of the sun, moon, and planets, as they are dished up in most modern astrological computer programs, are actually positions as they would be seen from the center of the Earth. The sun and the planets are far enough away that this mathematically convenient illusion creates no real issues. But the moon is relatively close to the Earth, so parallax generates a noticeable difference. Here's why. Maybe you are looking at the moon rising against the backdrop of the starry sky from the top of the Mauna Kea volcano in Hawaii. Now imagine that you are suddenly shifted to the center of the Earth, looking up through a very long pipe directly at that same moon. The center of the Earth is about 4,000 miles away from Mauna Kea, enough to make that moon jump as much as about one degree against the starry background. That's a lot. A degree is twice the moon's own apparent diameter in the sky. If this sounds obscure and technical, let me say it more directly. With parallax, we are talking about where the moon actually appeared to be in the sky when you were born. Present-day astrological software, with few exceptions, instead defaults to the convenient fiction that we were all born in the center of the Earth. Which approach makes more intuitive sense? To know where the moon really was when you were born or to believe the computer? It seems like an easy question. Note that not everyone would see a shift of a full one degree. That's the extreme. If, for example, the moon were directly overhead when you're in Mauna Kea, being on top of the volcano, or 4,000 miles straight down beneath, it would not move the moon at all, straight overhead in either case. Remember how parallax works. If you had only one eye, it would not be an issue. There would be no parallax. Thinking about parallax with the moon is cutting-edge astrology. 
because the biggest difference it can make, just a single degree, does not seem very extreme. This can seem like small potatoes. Even at maximum, that would probably not have much impact on the natal interpretation of the moon. Although do note that it could potentially shift the moon into a different sign. That's a big deal. Also, if you're using the Sabian symbols, those degree symbols, the difference could throw the moon into the next or previous degree. But there is more. In the extreme case, that one degree does affect the timing of when aspects by transit or progression come into perfect alignment with the moon. If you're dealing with something slow-moving like most progressions or the transits of Pluto, having your moon as the target, you know, but you're one degree off in terms of where it is, obviously that, that could be a, a, an issue. Uh, more critically, uh, the parallax moon could throw off predictions based on the solar arc moon by about one year. That's enough to be catastrophic. If your moon is a degree away from where you thought it was, you're calculating those solar arcs based on that false start. The parallax moon utterly and totally reframes the lunar return chart. These are charts based on the exact moment the moon returns each month, obviously, to the place it was when you were born. Now, I have not personally found the technique of lunar returns to be very helpful, but maybe that's because my lunar returns have all been wrong by about an hour. That is the difference a half a degree makes with the moon, and in my own chart, the parallax moon happens to be about half a degree away from the one I've always used. Other astrologers I know swear by those lunar return charts. I suspect, or at least wonder, for them, the position of the parallax moon and the kind of normal one are maybe not so far apart. Perhaps the ultimate test for the parallax moon lies in those situations where the moon changes signs if we apply the parallax method. Say a person is born with the moon in zero degrees, 20 minutes of Virgo, right at the beginning of Virgo. Parallax could potentially shift that position by almost 60 minutes of arc, forward or backward. Well, if, it, if it's backward, it, you know, you're going to be in trouble. The, the moon could easily be in like 29 degrees, 20 minutes of Leo. That's an entirely different situation. We've got to look at that case by case, whether you move it forward or, or backward. Now, should we use the parallax moon instead of the more conventional one? At this point, in all honesty, I, I'm not totally convinced one way or the other. The distinction is subtle most of the time. My own personal experience is always important to me in astrology, but the reality is that astrology advances best when hundreds of astrologers are sharing their collective experience and it grows stagnant when the field agrees to ignore a question. And this is a classic example. If you are interested in learning more about this parallax moon topic, the best place I know to begin is with the work of astrologer Alfie Lavoie, who's really pioneered it in many ways. Uh, a click on www.alfie.com will get you going. And Alfie is A-L-P-H-E-E. -E. That's how he spells his name, alfie.com. Hit 
education and then go to astrology reading room and look for some articles he wrote based on his research. And by the way, Alfie's Millennium Star Trek software allows you to easily calculate the position of the parallax moon, as does the solar fire program. Now, with those words, uh, we come to the end of what I actually wrote in the book of the moon back in 2010. In all honesty, despite my best intentions, I've not followed up on the parallax moon with the kind of research I fervently feel it deserves. All I can plead is that the squeaky wheels get the grease and I've been busy with other things. Maybe I'll get to it one day. On the other hand, maybe I won't. Maybe it is up to one of you, because that is how we turn the wheels in astrology. So I'm going to leave this newsletter more as a question than as an answer, but maybe a few facts to get you going. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs>